When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family. This week, we're going to get you caught up after taking an entire month off of the show right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am one of your hosts, Blackjack Brad, is what they call me around here. And on my left, we have our guy, Brig. How are you today, Brig, getting back to the show? Ah, uh, stumped, honestly. Stumped. <laughs> <laughs> I was going back. I was like, okay, what happened? Okay, hold on. How do you say that guy's name again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little you're bit. Not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so I was getting, I was kind of getting ready last night for things, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's it kind of worked out because I don't feel like we missed a whole lot other than a bunch of hot stove stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the Otani news is enormous. No right? diminishing that. Zero, and I'm glad that we kind of took our time because we probably would have just been just another voice. People like I'm so sick and tired of talking to Shohei Otani. Yeah, but guess what, Brig? We're leading off. (laughs) But first, we have a PSA for you. First things first, spring training starts in 28 days. Yep. From the drop of the episode. Very excited about this. I cannot wait. I'm going to be going to more spring training games this year than I have the rest of my life combined. And I live down the street from a spring training facility. You do indeed. Pumped. And also, opening day is in 73 days. Oh, yeah. I feel like we went into hibernation and came out, and it was, like, right there. And now it's here. Yeah, it's yeah. coming around the corner when she yep. comes. Absolutely. Riding six white horses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> coming around the corner when she comes. Okay. Oh, so, my goodness. Like I said, we're going to start with Shohei Otani and the Dodgers. So, first things yeah. first. Shohei Otani, if you missed out on this, uh, signed a deal the with the thing. Dodgers, ten years, seven hundred million dollars. This is the this is like I, I was like, man, this is too funny. So he's going to be playing for the Dodgers for ten years, right? Mm-hmm. But he will be getting paid by them for twenty. Bobby Bonilla passing the torch, baby. That's right. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's that's, that's I made cool. that joke. The minute I saw that, I was like, oh no, here we yeah. go. Again. <laughs> Yeah. It's almost so, like the world of baseball cannot be without a situation like Bobby Bonilla anymore. It's an institution exactly. now. Yep, it is. <laughs> it it blows my mind, Brig, that he is going to be making $2 million over the next 10 years. Just two. That's all they're going to be paying him. $2 million over the next 10 years because he wants them to have payroll flexibility to be able to bring guys in to win games. Yes. Shohei Otani is going to be making so much money off the field because that's what he does. Like that's what he's going to be doing for those 10 years. He's going to be making a bunch of money, but then he's got his retirement plan 
because the rest of the $680 million will be paid out over the next 10 years. He'll be wow. getting $68 million a year from the Dodgers. 10 years that he's not even playing. He might even play a couple years for somebody else, and he's still getting paid $68 million by the Dodgers. You know what that means, Brig? Payroll mm-hmm. flexibility wherever he goes next. That's exactly what that means. Because he doesn't need them to pay pay him. He could sign for the veterans minimum, minimum and he's, he'll probably still be one of the top play, paid players in the league at that point. Right. Totally agree. Okay, so this, this is the thing with me is everybody's like, is this legal? How is this possible? And it is legal. <laughs> it the, is legal. Here's the yeah. deal. So the the collective bargaining agreement between the union and Major League Baseball basically sanctioned this in advance. Almost as though they knew it was coming. Huh? Well, uh, so, this, so this is the thing, though, is that, like, I don't know necessarily that or if Otani just has an outstanding agent who is super-duper smart and is like, look, yeah. you'll get your money. Yeah. But let's stretch it out. Big let's time. get you taken care of. Because this is the thing. Instead of getting seven, so instead of $70 million a year counting against their competitive balance tax, yeah. The Dodgers are only counting 35 because the AAV, the annual, what is annual average value? It's yeah, AAV, exactly. yeah. So $35 million, counting that against their, their tax is brilliant. And yeah. this is the other thing. As I watched this video, I don't remember if you sent this to me or if I watched it, but people are like, golly, how are the Dodgers paying Shohei Otani? And then we'll get to Yamamoto, and they've got Mookie Betts, and yeah. they've got Freddie, Freddie Freeman. Freeman. How do they pay yeah. these guys? And yeah. some guy broke it down. The Dodgers have the largest stadium in Major League Baseball. And they, they pack it. And they pack it all the time because they're the yeah. Dodgers. Yeah. And because, Brig, they put a good product on the field. Every time. Every time. Imagine that. No good kidding. team on the field means lots of people in the seats. means lots of money. The difference yeah. in attendance between the Dodgers and the next team with their average ticket value, not high price, just their average ticket value for a Wednesday game, that alone pays for their big four. Yeah. They're not paying anything out of their own pockets. These guys are paying for themselves by showing up and playing competitive baseball every single day. Yeah. And fans wanting to go see it. The Dodgers are running a good organization. They are. Flat out. They know and what they're doing know, down there. They're not the only team in town. That's that's the other thing is they're not the only game in town, right? They've got competition in the region for butts and seats and eyes on the television. They do. The they problem do. Is, is that the Angels, I feel like the Angels try to do this, but they don't get the guys in their prime, right? right. They get the guys just out of the prime. It's like, that's a big name. Big, yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, but like, I'll go see him a couple times just to have seen him, but mm-hmm. he's not going to move the needle. Right, you know, not anymore. Yeah, that's the problem that the Angels have. The Dodgers are getting guys in their prime. Yeah, and if they can't yeah, sign them as a free agent, they're trading for them because they can. Yeah, that's right. Well, and it seems like everybody wants to play there, and I felt like it was that way before uh, Shohei Otani. But boy, since Shohei Otani, it feels like everybody and their dog wants to play there. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want yeah. to play with Otani? I would. Oh Absolutely. yeah. And there's a, there is something about putting on a Dodgers uniform too. Like there not is. as not only is it just the weather, but you're playing in downtown LA. You're oh, playing yeah. in Chavez Ravine, 
right? Like oh, you're yeah. there, you're next, you are in Hollywood playing baseball. Yep. Right. It's, yep. it's not like it's, it's different playing in Hollywood than it is playing across the street from Disneyland. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. Something about it. And the beach yeah. isn't far either. No. And so, with that new uh, stadium gondola situation they're trying to put together to, oh, that's going to even here. reduce parking problems and traffic problems and getting that's going to make it easier to get to the ballpark, which means that the money they spend on that, which they didn't have to spend with Otani, it'll pay right. for itself immediately. So, yeah. oh, it's brilliant what they're doing. And speaking of taxes... I the first thing I thought of when this happened, I was like, ah, brilliant. So he's gonna have to pay taxes on two million dollars in California for 10 years. And then depending on where he ends up, he may have a different tax situation, Otani. Well, I th- I think since he's getting paid out of California, though, I think it'll still be you think so? Yeah, I think that 68 will still get taxed. I'm not a tax California. lawyer. I don't know. I just see my dad, first my, dad a, my dad's an accountant. Uh-huh. So, I mean, he worked he, in Portland. We lived in Vancouver. So, uh, there's, yeah, okay. yeah, there's there's a tax reason for that. I can't explain it all to you, but I know <laughs> the taxes yeah, are the reason yeah. he did that. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's got to be a loophole somewhere somebody knows about, and that there has be to it. be. But either way, it freed up their spending, and they went out and got a whole bunch more talent. Uh, Yashinobu Yamamoto out of Japan also signed with the Dodgers. This came not immediately, but it felt very soon. I wonder if he was waiting. If That's what I think. That's what I I was. I don't want to say I was like upset when it happened because I figured it was either. I actually thought he was going to go to the Yankees. That's what I thought. That's what I really did. But then when he went to the Dodgers, like freaking of course you say yeah. oh the dodgers don't have any pitching this year because otani's not going to be pitching they still don't have any pitching they're not going to win it and then they bring yamamoto it's like well now they have pitching yeah now they have tyler glass now now they really have pitching. and now they have tyler glass now too. i was like <laughs> what is happening they, they knew the exact obviously they knew the thing that we all knew well they don't have any yeah. pitching. they're not going to win well now they have pitching now they're going to win so oh man <laughs> but yamamoto signed know. 12 years 325 million dollars and i think i heard that i think the one thing i read said that he was starting at 250 yeah but it ended up being 350 325 325 million dollars none of that is deferred but there are a lot of options despite not having a no trade clause so buckle up rig let me tell you about this this interesting brad so if you i'm just i'm reading just reading the internet here this is from the score and I think okay. they took it from the Associated Press. It says if Yamamoto has Tommy John surgery or is on the injured list for a right elbow injury for 134 consecutive service days from 2024 through 2029, he would have the right to opt out after the 2031 and 20 and 2033 seasons. Okay, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So he'll have an option if he spends that time on on the IL. If he okay. avoids Tommy John surgery and doesn't miss that much time with an elbow with an elbow issue during that window, he can instead opt out after the 2029 and 2031 World Series or seasons. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he could opt out of the contract after the end of any season in which he is traded. So he doesn't have he doesn't have a no trade clause, but if he gets traded somewhere he doesn't like, so let's say the Dodgers fall apart 
decide to tear it down and he gets yeah. traded to Detroit and he's like, I don't want to be a tiger. He can opt yeah. out at the end of the season and go anywhere he wants. Not a bad no trade clause because right then, back into free agency. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because I like I shouldn't say it's a no trade clause, but not a bad clause because it gives the team flexibility to trade him, that they're not they're not handcuffed, but it brings in serious contenders, really. Yeah. Being like it does. there's a chance he could be a rental because he could opt out. But yeah. if he doesn't, then we have the rest of that contract with him. Yeah. So you're taking a little bit of a gamble. And I think if you bring him in as like planning on him being a rental, but you win a world series, you could have him for the rest of his contract. You could be locked in. Correct. Yeah. So that could, that could work out really well for somebody. I don't think the Dodgers are going to fall apart though. I don't think they will either. With the way they're running things right now, that is a pretty well oiled machine. And I know we have talked about this team tearing it down over the last couple of years because we have their lack of luck and winning in the postseason mm-hmm. in the world series. But I think these are the moves that needed to be made to adjust. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series this year. No, I'm not saying that either. But I will say I am looking upon them more favorably today than I was the day they actually signed Otani for this year. Same. Totally. And way more than we were at the end of the wild card series and the division series. big time. Yeah. Way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is it. This, these are big deals, and this is going to change not only today, but the future for the Dodgers. I'm really excited for them, and I'm really not excited all at the same time, if that makes any sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense because, okay, yeah, like this, this is my thing. Like as a baseball fan, I love, I love good teams, but I don't like monsters, right? Right. And I'm yeah. happy, and mo- for the most part, I'm happy for fan bases when their team is good. That's Especially right. If they haven't won a world, like a legit, I don't want to say legit, like if they haven't won a regular world series <laughs> in a very long time. And wow. I have a brother-in-law who's a Dodgers fan, right? Yeah. Like, Brig, I don't like the Yankees, but if the Yankees win a world series, I'll be very happy for you. Thank you. Right? Like me too. Yeah. That's just the way, right? So <laughs> that's how I feel about the Mariners. It's the same right now. Right. Yeah. But man, as a Mariners fan, like this freaking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Sure yeah, I agree. Tony and Yamamoto, despite not having any money in the bank, apparently. But it's crazy. Anyway, we talked about Tyler Glasnow. He was traded to the Dodgers from the Rays. Uh, Glasnow was the headliner of the deal. Um, the Dodgers also got Manuel Margot, who himself is no scrub. Like, why are they? Oh, and a $4 million sweetener. By the yeah, way. let's just add more cash to the pile. There yeah. you go. Please, oh, like, please take these guys away. Please. Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca got sent sent off to Tampa Bay. Like what? Sometimes I don't understand. Tampa, what is Tampa Bay doing? I don't like, understand why teams are willing to make the rich richer. You know, like I understand it's like, okay, like they had some pieces we really wanted. But did you really want Pepio and DeLuca that? I don't no. know. I don't understand it. No, that much I don't understand. Me neither. And why would the Rays say, you know, like it's one thing to say, let's not make the rich richer. It's another thing to say, why are we trying to be bad? Which is what this feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that Pepio's bad. Pepio's not bad, but he's not Glass now. Right. He's not. And 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 I get to it's like, well, they're an NL team. We're an AL team. The only time we're going to see them in the postseason in the World Series. Oh, shut up. Yeah. In 
the World Series. Yeah, right. Would you pick a potential World Series? If you're trying to win a World Series, which the Rays are, the Rays, another very well-run franchise for the most part, it seems, right? Seems that way. But if you're trying to get the World Series, that's your goal to win a World Series because, as we've seen, not every team has that goal. Why are you making your potential opponents this much better? Yeah, Send Glasnow to, like, I don't know. Cleveland. Cleveland. Detroit. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Don't send him to a team that's already stacked. You're doing yourself a disservice. Like, when I saw this, I honestly thought to myself, I sure hope the Dodgers sweep the Rays in the World Series this year. And Glasnow pitches game four. Right. Yes. That's what I want. There you go. Just, they just need to get slapped for this. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's so it. bizarre. So the the Dodgers though they did sign Glasnow to a five year one hundred thirty six point five million dollar deal. Wouldn't you sign up for that? You're like, oh yeah, we yeah. have who on this team? Yeah, what are you gonna offer me? Five years? Okay, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's half Otani's contract term, <laughs> like. And Yamamoto's, and it's like, yeah, shh. yeah, one, two, three pitching staff right there in 2025. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's disgusting. And if they end up somehow, I don't think this will happen, but if and we'll talk about this, but let's just say the Dodgers somehow ended up with Blake Snell. Oh my god, that would be disgusting, just disgusting. Is okay. Snell your number four in that rotation? <laughs> I don't know how many other Cy Young winners are on that team. How many other Cy Young winners twice, two times Cy Young winners? Yeah. I mean, what do you do? I don't know. You don't sign with LA. <laughs> I don't know. Just the world doesn't need it, Blake. Yeah, you just, you're right. Just call Blake and tell him. Just knock it off. Yeah, yeah go to <laughs> Seattle. But so here is so a funny thing about here is a funny thing about deferred money, Brig. Okay, okay. We talk, we, everybody was just like in awe over Otani's deferred money. So Teoscar yeah. Hernandez signed with the Dodgers. Good for him. Yeah. One year, $23.5 million. $8.5 million of it is going to be deferred from 2030 to 2039. <laughs> it's the new It's the new black. It's the new cool color <laughs> in town. Deferred is you know? the new black. You're right. Yeah. I thought that oh, was so man. funny. Like, it was almost just like, what's it going to take for me to come play for you guys? You pay yeah, me this? Place? Right. Right. <laughs> okay, we just just defer. It's fine. Just defer the rest just of that. Fun. I just want to be. We're gonna win here. So that's that's what that feels like. That just feels like a move for a guy who wants to win. Yeah. Which good for him. Good for him. And he's he a terrific out now instead of Seattle this year. <laughs> no, he won't. He's still <laughs> gonna hit twenty five bombs a year at least. He's gonna hit. He's gonna hit thirty bombs this year, and probably he'll probably still finish top ten to fifteen in strikeouts this year. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's yeah gonna, maybe he's gonna hit thirty bombs. He's gonna hit bombs in the definitely too, is the thing. Definitely gonna hit bombs. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Seattle, though, oh no, sorry, not Seattle yet. Let's go to New York. Let's go to New York. We'll talk, we talk about Seattle now. This is a great time to talk about Seattle. All right, we might as well. Yeah, the, the Mariners made some moves. Yeah, they did. And I was very excited, Brig, about this. First thing is they signed Mitch Garver, free agent from the World Series winning Texas Rangers. Two years, $24 million with a mutual option for 2026, which means both have the option uh, that year. Terrific. I am fired up about this. I thought it was a great move. It's like it's like when you're going through the $5 movie bin at Walmart 
<laughs> we were like, whoa, like I don't tremors know. four. <laughs> I wouldn't say tremors four. I, know, I, I would just... say like Harry Potter <laughs> in the five dollar movie bin at Walmart. Oh, on Blu-ray with special edition. Oh yeah, okay, okay, right. Like that's a good that's which Harry good. Potter though. It's got to be the fourth one. That's the best one. Oh, I'd say my the fifth one. Fifth one's my favorite one. Is it your favorite? I like the yeah, fourth one's my favorite. The, which book is your favorite? The fifth. The fifth book and the fifth movie are my favorite. Oh, see, I feel the same way about number four. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Baseball well, family, let us know which Harry Potter film <laughs> is your favorite. Which Harry Potter book is your favorite. This is this is really intense this, information. This we have important. to know. Yeah. Also, hold on. Before we move on, what house are you in? Like it's a whole thing. Okay. All right. What house are you in, Brad? Hufflepuff, 100 <laughs> percent Of course you are. <laughs> Brig, every time I take that stupid quiz, I end up in Hufflepuff. Oh, do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm in the same house every time, too. I'm a Ravenclaw all the way. There you go. That's cool. Straight up. I think that's why this show works honestly yeah i think you're right <laughs> a hufflepuff uh, and a ravenclaw woo, and i've heard awesome. of hufflepuff referred to as hufflepuff puff and i think that's oh, fitting as well that's fantastic <laughs> anyway no, right. i'm i'm excited about the mitch garver deal the mariners traded away jared kelnick and they bring in mitch garner mitch garver who honestly the dude the two guys had very similar numbers this last yeah. year but what mitch garver has is zero water coolers kicked so <laughs> and a world series championship and a world series championship bringing a winning and attitude a into, a, into a clubhouse right yeah so no i i think it's great and don't get me wrong like i say i make that joke about jared kelnick i love jared kelnick from the day the mariners traded for him right like for sure yeah. huge kelnick fan it's just there was a, somewhat of a bad attitude there that is now getting out of the clubhouse agreed and so I, I I like the Mitch Garver replacement. I think it'll work well, and I think Jared Kelnick will thrive in Atlanta. Anyway, moving on. Next deal that the Mariners made, and this one, it, another one I love. Yeah. Okay, like, and don't get me wrong, I loved Robbie Ray in 2022. He had his ups, he had his downs, and he gave up a walk-off home run in the playoffs in a game that the Mariners should have won. 100%. However, he pitched four innings in 2023 and then missed the rest of the year with because he tore it because he needed Tommy John. Yeah. Yep. Was not scheduled to come back until about the all-star break of 2024. Yeah. And so it's like, man, the Mariners pitching rotation sure is going to get like really crowded about the all-star break. Like, what do you do with seven legitimate starters? Yeah. Right. So what they yeah. did was they were like, let's not worry about it so much. Let's, deal with our six figure it out in spring training and we'll ship off robbie ray to the giants and bring back old mitch hanniger fan favorite clubhouse favorite mariner for life yep love everything about this deal so much and my joke was i think i sent this to jewel i don't remember if i sent it to you i know i posted it on facebook it's like tell me you messed up without telling me you messed up <laughs> walking for agency whoops yeah yeah yeah, so he's coming back. He's going to get that clubhouse in order, and I am so for this. I don't care if the guy doesn't stay healthy. He seems to have a problem with <laughs> he's being made of glass. Yeah. <laughs> he's always injured, but his presence in the clubhouse is significant, and I'm agreed. so excited to have yeah. him back. 
The Mariners also got Anthony DeScalfani and $6 million. Can't help but love that $6 million. Yeah, especially for a team that we'll get into a little bit later, says they are strapped for cash. (laughs) Let me tell you something about the Mariners. This is their window, and I think they're blowing it. I 100% agree with you, Brig. But I think they well, have I a small 100%. window between I 90%. I 90% agree with you. Go ahead. Tell me about the window. I just think that between today and 24 months from now, it's all going to be over if they're not really careful. Do you think they have a two-year window? Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you why you're wrong about that two-year window. Okay. Because the Mariners have some really, 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 really great guys in the farm system. Yeah, how far back are they? Um, there's one guy who... So, Jonathan Class A could make his debut this year, and he's killer infielder, third baseman most likely. Okay. Um, like, money. And then there are a bunch of guys in 25, and then a couple more in 26, and they just signed like the top 10 international prospects like yesterday. Right. That, that and they have um, Felnin... Gosh, I can't remember his name, but uh, Felman, he's he's like 17 when they signed him. And he was the number two international prospect last year, and they signed him. Nice. So they have so they have a really deep farm system with some great prospects. Um, they are a couple years out. I'll give you that. But the two-year window, though, it's almost like things start over. They'll keep their core, but they'll replace mm-hmm. position players with upgrades. So, like, Josh Rojas, if he sticks around for another two years, at the end of that two years, they can replace him with a significant upgrade at second base. Okay. So, so right now, they kind of have guys who are placeholders for those guys. I don't know. I Honestly, I don't think the Mariners are shooting for a World Series. Like, I know I said 2023, right? But that was because I was hoping for the Holy Trinity of Julio, Kyle Lewis, and Jared Kelnick all clicking, whereas – Kyle Lewis isn't even in baseball anymore, and Jared Kelnick had an attitude problem that couldn't keep him in baseball, right? So, yeah, I think the Mariners are shooting for 2026. Okay, with the prospects they have, right? I'm just saying, why not shoot for 24 25 with the list of prospects? So, this is the thing is that I think they can. Right. That's one thing I've been looking at the depth of the, of the farm system and being like, okay, they're not making a whole lot of moves this off season. They, they made a few right in a couple days that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, Cause they also traded Jose Caballero, who is an infield utility guy right. for Luke Rayleigh from the race. I not love that decision at all. Right. Like that is a major upgrade. Everybody loves Cap. He's scrappy. He steals bases, but he also makes some super boneheaded mistakes on the base pass. Yeah, and he's okay. not a super duper hitter. He has he has some pop. He can hit home runs, but he also strikes out a ton. Okay. Okay. So the Mariners are putting together because they are dealing with some financial issues, like significant because of the TV issues, right? For and sure. We'll oh yeah. A little bit more later. I know I say yeah. that, but we will. We will get into it. Yeah. So it's they're trying to I don't want to say they're trying to play moneyball, but they're working on putting together the best team they can on a budget by getting by getting the role players to fit in the pieces, right? 
as like significant placeholders. Like I said, Class A could make a debut this year, which means that Urias is out, right? And I know that Class A is not a proven big leaguer, so you could go out and you could sign Matt Chapman for a bunch of American dollars and bring there him you in, and you've got a proven big leaguer at third base rather than relying on a prospect, a top See? prospect. Right. Jack, still hit bombs, right? And play gold glove defense, by the way. Yeah. That's what I'm so, saying. So I don't know. It's it's gonna be an interesting year. I after the Rayleigh deal, like after the Hanniger and Rayleigh deal, I was kind of like, okay, like this feels like a 90 win team, but you've got to win like 93 to get in the playoffs. Yeah. So there's got to be a move made somewhere to get those other three wins. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know if they're gonna make it. I just think, well, it's not my club. I don't know. I just think that given the situation around the league right now, mm-hmm. this sounds like this year and maybe next year is their best chance in this moment to make it to the World Series, especially if you consider mm-hmm. that Otani is going to be out not pitching as a pitcher. Yeah, it just it just means to me it's like great you have a cool farm system and I think that's awesome and that's nothing to yeah. shrug at, but why not make moves with that farm system and win today? I know, and that's the thing I've been wanting to do is like you've got this. Is the thing is like the Mariners have a bunch of pitchers. There was a lot of talk that they were going to potentially make a move for Randy Rose Arena because the Rays want pitchers and the Mariners have a bunch of them. Right, like that's the move that needed to be made. Right. Is that you need it to be like, okay, we have Brandon Wu and Emerson Hancock. You want both those guys? Okay, we got Robbie Ray coming back. But now Robbie Ray's gone. You can't make that move. You can no. move one, but not both now. Right. Because you've already moved Marco Gonzalez, who, by the way, is like jacked now. That shocked me. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is a crafty lefty. But anyway. Yeah, no, I, I do think there are some moves that can be made to get them to 95, potentially even 100 wins. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to make I don't think they're going to make them because they want to keep the pitching depth because they got rid of part of their pitching depth. And I think that they're really counting on some of those farm guys for the next couple of years to come in and plug some holes. Because that's the, that's the other thing is that significant injuries are going to happen. And I think the other thing for too, sure. now that I think about this too, is that I think that they're planning on Ty France taking a step forward because he had a terrible year last year. Mm-hmm. That I, they're like, this is not who Ty France is. He's going to come back and have a better year this year. Ty France has a better year. The Mariners probably win two more games. Honestly, maybe more. Yeah, I mean, I I'm trying to be conservative with two games, but you win two games, you're in yeah. the playoffs as the Mariners. Yeah, right. You know, so I don't know. Oh. There's my 20-minute soapbox on what's going on in Seattle. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm disappointed. I I would have <clears> liked <throat> to have seen more moves. I would have liked to see them be more aggressive for Juan Soto. And I understand, like, you can't pay $31 million in arbitration. Spoilers. And you don't want to give up that much <laughs> for a rental, right? Yeah, that's true. So I understand all that. But anyway, let's move on to the Yankees and Juan Soto. Let's move on to the Yankees. So here you go. Tell us about it, Brick. So the Yankees signed Juan Soto, and it's about time. Well, it traded for him, right? Traded for him. Traded for him. Sorry, I was doing another thing. I had I had to get a photo ready. So I have a couple of photos that will be very important in a minute. Okay, back to this. Juan Soto was traded to the Yankees 
from the Friars, uh, which is great because he didn't want to be there anyway, and we're all happy that he's with New York now. I think the whole world's happy about it. We're going to get that booty shake back in the Bronx, and it's going to be awesome. Okay? Just everybody roll your eyes. Ready? Go. Okay. Now, thank you. There you go. (laughs) Not only is this a significant upgrade, but he said he's willing to play in either corner of the outfield. doesn't matter. He's capable in either. If he plays in right field, this gives Judge the opportunity to play in center. We've all seen Aaron Judge play center field. He does a great job. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think Juan Soto moves to center field. No, 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 no. He's not a center Never. fielder. No. I also think that John Carlos Stanton, whom we'll speak speak of in a moment, and this time positively for once in a long time. Let me mark the calendar. Hold on. Please do. Uh I think that getting him off out of the left field situation right now is great. So if Soto can play there, that's fine. There's lots of movement going on in the Yankees outfield. Bunch of question marks. Aaron Judge is not leaving the outfield. That's one thing we know for sure. The other thing, too, is that he was arbitration, up for arbitration, arbitration eligible. So Juan Soto and the Yankees agreed to a one-year $31 million arbitration avoidance contract. And that is a record for arbitration eligible buyout payoff. I don't think anybody's going to get it as a payoff. (laughs) Yeah. If anybody's going to get it, it's him. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think he deserves it. And I think honestly, he's going to bring some swagger back into that clubhouse. He, he wins, he knows how to win. Um, I think he's going to be great, honestly. And I don't blame him for wanting to be out of San Diego. I don't think that was a good fit for him at all, but his improve his performance began to improve enough at the end of last season that it's not a question mark about him as a person. And I think the clubhouse situation broke down hard. So, yeah, it's because it it started to feel like, man, is he like, is he peaked? Is he washed already? Right. But no, yeah. I think you're right. It's I don't think it's an indictment. What went on in San Diego is not an indictment of him or his I ability. Think so. um, I think it was specifically what was going on, whatever it was in San Diego. I don't know well, if it was and, stress about guys wondering if they're going to get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Very possible. Well, okay. So there's something funky still going on in New York. We all know that, right? right. I've made it very clear that there's something crazy. So we definitely need to acknowledge that whether he comes in and falls victim to it or not, we don't know. I predict he doesn't. I predict that he comes in and has enough of his own personality and enough of his own swagger to sort of buff, buff to keep him at arm's length from whatever the bad juju is. And I think that's going to help. I, you know, why hasn't Aaron judge been able to do that? Like I, he's been able to perform, but why hasn't he been able to like clean it out? I don't know. As the captain. I don't know. That is a, That is a huge question. And if it's for my money, it's going deeper than just the clubhouse. Oh, I think it goes deeper. I mean, yeah, it goes, it goes upstairs. Yeah. 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 I just, I just am curious why it is affecting the clubhouse the way that it is instead of like, instead of being like, man, whatever's going upstairs, the judges like, guys, just go out, like, 
Like, right. or why there isn't just like the attitude, like just go play ball, guys. Yeah, you know, like yeah. even Aaron Boone, just go play ball. That's all you can do. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but we're going to talk about it in just a minute because I have a theory, and I did anyway. I'll tell you about it. But okay. first, Marcus Stroman also signed with the Yankees. This came on the back end of Blake Snell turning down the Yankees offer, and we'll talk about that more specifically in a moment. But that's what happened. So they took the money they wanted to give Snell. He snubbed them. They said, okay, we'll go pay this other guy way less money. So now they have Marcus <laughs> Stroman. There's a meme going around right now. I think you sent it to me about George Steinbrenner rolling over in his grave, seeing Marcus <laughs> Stroman on the mound yeah, the with a rag. rag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And then uh, before we move on, let's not forget that Alex Verdugo shaved and is about to put on some pinstripes as well. That's so right. That Did you see? Is, so real yeah. quick, did you see the clip? Did you ever watch Figure It Out on Nickelodeon as a kid? Uh-uh. I don't think okay, so. so. So it's like it was like a game show where you have they just have like some random kid come on who has some random talent or something that okay. they've achieved. Like there was okay. one kid, I'll never forget the kid who had been he was like 10 and he'd been growing a rat tail since birth. It was like braided and went down his shirt down his pant leg to like his ankle. It was super You're long. Kidding. Super gross. I'm not. Yeah. I wish I was, but I remember okay. because it like scarred me. But anyway, <laughs> somebody, I think it was John Boy, somebody posted a video of Marcus Stroman in the audience. And one thing they did on that show was they picked one kid in the audience to win a prize if one of the celebrity Nickelodeon celebrity panel said something and got slimed. Amanda Bynes said the secret word, got slimed. And so Marcus Stroman, as like a seven-year-old, six or seven-year-old, won a prize. It's like, how on earth? (laughs) What? Like, who found this video or who was like, oh, you know what? I was watching Figure It Out one time. I wonder if that's the same yeah. Marcus Stroman. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. This show from the 90s, Brig, I used to come home from school every day and watch Figure It Out and Breaker High. And because Summer Sanders was the host, by the way. Shit. So Okay, got it. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I probably watched that episode and saw Marcus yeah. Stroman, who is now a big league pitcher as a kid in the in the studio audience for figured out. Oh, anyway, it was oh, just crazy as worlds That's... collide and blow oh, my man. mind. Tell us about John Carlos Stanton, Brig. All right. Here's the deal with John Carlos Stanton. The visuals, if you're listening, are really helpful. So if you're on YouTube, congratulations. It's a great way to ingest this information. If not, get on the interwebs and search for John Carlos Stanton's new fitness regimen because it's very important. All right. Here is the John Carlos Stanton we all know and you know scream at, right? Because this guy, look, just look this at guy. him. All right. He's a specimen. Specimen Greek god, if you will. For real, bro. Yeah. So this, now he's on a new fitness. What this is happened? The new John Carlos Stanton. What happened? Okay, listen. Where'd he go? Yeah, this is a half of John Carlos Stanton now. Yeah. Do you remember what my biggest beef with Big G is? Too big? Too big, too fragile, and he loafs. I hate that he loafs. Okay. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay. When this came to the public attention, 
it was he was asked like bro what's going on he said i had to look myself in the mirror quote i or do i want to be slow and run into 30 or 40 with 170 strikeouts the rest of the way or do i want to be like isaiah kiner falefa driving balls into the ground always making slow soft contact benefiting my team more i choose ikf wow hey you know brig i told you ikf was a good pickup did you i did. not you totally <laughs> called it day one the minute it happened you were like listen that's a great thing and it was it has been and he gets a lot of crap from he other does. fans and it <clears throat> sucks because he was an incredible team player super underutilized at times and yeah he had his problems but the guy could do anything you yeah. asked him to do except maybe hit in clutch moments or something but right. it, but but apparently he had some kind of an, some kind of an effect on John Carlos Stanton bro to have John Carlos Stanton change his life change his mental and physical approach to a game he is already very good at for the most part and say the core of who I am as a slugger, I have decided to change. And you're the inspiration for that. That's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so we have a new and improved John Carlos Stanton. He looks leaner. He looks thinner. I'm sure he's faster. Gotta Absolutely. Be. Gotta be faster. Yeah. And uh, I think he'll be healthier because of it. And I can't wait. And this is the tie in. I can't wait to see what this does to the clubhouse. Because if this is the new mindset that is being brought from this offseason into that clubhouse, and they've already got a strong captain, and they bring in Soto, and they bring in, you know, they've got some new pitching. Because look, the Yankees' starting pitching rotation now is mm -hmm. banana pancakes, right? You go yeah. from, you go from uh, Garrett Cole, yeah. Carlos Rodon, Nasty Nestor Cortez, and you throw in Marcus Stroman, and then you pick up guy at the at the five hole is uh, Mike Schmidt or Clark Schmidt. I mean, bro, you might be pretty good. Hey. Uh, pretty good if it's Mike Schmidt as well, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's not. Let's be honest. Uh, but it's, it's Clark Schmidt. So anyway, uh, things look pretty good. And if that's the mentality that's also entering the clubhouse, I wonder if that's not going to be a big help. So I think it will be. I think that kind of mentality change from a guy like Stanton who has made hundreds of millions of dollars off of hitting baseballs very hard and very, very far. Yeah. That's, that is significant. Yeah, it is. So if you're a Yankees fan out there, you should be very uh, happy, but also encouraged by this. I am. Yeah, definitely. You should be. That's cool. That's yeah, really man. cool that he was willing to do that. Like, not so kind of looked himself in the mirror did that that's awesome i like yeah, it man whole new respect for the dude right yeah. it's like finally we get to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully his performance will garner three times this amount of respect that's what i need yeah okay let's uh let's give just general hot stove updates because yeah. december february getting ahead of myself december was a big time for stuff like this um, a lot of these moves happened in December when we were taking our time off. Uh, so if you missed any of these, here we are. 
Eduardo Rodriguez actually opted out of his contract with the Tigers, who, by the way, so I thought this is interesting, that he blocked a trade to the Dodgers at about the trade deadline, right? Yeah. Because he Weird. said that he liked in Detroit, didn't want to move his family, stuff like that. Well, yeah. come end of the season, he opted out of his contract. And then he went and he signed with Arizona for four years, $80 million. The Diamondbacks have a new ace. Yeah, they do. Like, this is the thing I love about the Diamondbacks right now is some teams would just be content making it to the World Series. Some teams are just content making it to the playoffs for Seattle. (laughs) But the Diamondbacks, who have a World Series trophy in their stadium for the fans to go see if you're ever at a game, go to the museum and center field. It's fantastic. Super cool. You'll see it there. Yeah. They want another one. Getting there. And losing, especially the way they did to the Rangers, is not good enough. No. Good so they bring in Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez. You've got Rodriguez, Gallon, Kelly. That's a pretty good one, two, three right there. Sure. I don't know that I don't know that Fat is gonna be the same guy this season that he was not in the postseason. He was pretty dang tough. good. He It'd wasn't that good the regular season. No, <laughs> it's wasn't. gonna be tough for him to come back. But he's your number four, though. You've seen what he has at the yep. very least, right? He's a pretty good number yep. four. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Diamondbacks are going to be a good team again this year because they also they extended Gurriel. Lord's Gurriel four years as well. Yeah. So three or four years. I can't remember anyway. So watch out for the Diamondbacks again this year. They're going to be good. So oh man, I just gone. Sorry. The Mets then signed the Mets signed Sean Manaya. Two year, $28 million. He was not as good the last two years in San Diego and San Francisco as he had been in Oakland. So it'll be interesting to see what happens across town in Queens. It will be because I actually really like Shamanai. He was scary in Oakland. He was really, really oh, good. Yeah. Oh, Less yeah. scary in San Diego and San Francisco. Oh, yeah. So I'm curious if he can get back to his old form and be that good for a team that should be a lot better than they are. Agreed. Anyway, uh, the Blue Jays re-signed Kevin Kiermeyer. I thought that was great. Good for him. Good for them. I was shocked that they were like, yeah, we'll see. You know, I don't know. But I think a lot of it had to do with Otani with as far as money that they're going to spend there. Because I think that yeah. if they brought in Otani, they were going to have to trade some guys, honestly, oh, yeah, for sure. with yeah. the money they're going to pay. But that was one year, $10.5 million for Kiermeyer. Um, They should have given him more. They kind of did him dirty here, I think. I know he's a little bit older, but I think they did him dirty. I should have given ten point five, or should have given him more than one year. Yeah, right, that's the thing. Yeah, that's where they should have given him more. KBO slugger Jung Hoo Lee signed with the Giants, six years, one hundred thirteen million dollars. In my opinion, this is an overpay. A KBO slugger is not akin to an MLB slugger, and even then, he KBO slugger is relative. Right, I don't think he hit as many home runs as what some big leaguers would hit, like everyday big leaguers would hit over there. Guys making yeah. six, $113 million over six years. I think would go to KBO, the KBO and hit more home runs than Lee. I'm not trying to poo-poo him because no. he was great last year in the KBO. Yeah. But at the same time, though, I, I think that's a little bit of an overpay for the Giants. Yeah, but he will mature a little bit, and there is potential for him to be wonderful. But right, it's an unknown quantity, and they're paying him like he's a known quantity. That's the problem. Yeah, yep, exactly right. Okay, I we teased Blake Blake Snell. Snell. 
Yeah, we teased Blake Snell earlier, but we're going to talk about it. Blake Snell is a Scott Boris client, so Scotty B's running the show here, uh, and Scotty B also is running Jordan Montgomery. We'll talk about that next. So, Blake Snell, as of Sunday the 14th, was seeking a nine-year, $270 million contract. That's what he's hoping for. The Yankees offered him five years, $150 million. He poo-pooed that deal. Signed Stroman instead. So a little under half both ways, time and fees, time and money. Well, the Giants, go ahead. That's more money. That's more AAV. Yeah. Right? Yep. No, it's the same. Never mind. It's the same. My math. It should be about it's, half, it's, but depending on how payments might have been deferred or whatever. But 270 divided by diet is 30. Same thing with 150 divided by five. That's 30. So it's exactly the same AAV. It's just the Yankees didn't want, don't want him for nine years. And I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't blame him. There was a rumor saying that if they'd have given him a sixth year with another 30 mil or so that he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure if it had been six years, 180, which is, again, equivalent. That's the thing is a lot of Scott Boris clients, they're looking for years over money. For sure. So, and it makes sense. Guys want a solid, you know, guarantee this they want the stability yeah uh the giants also have balked at blake snell's asking price and they went out and signed jordan hicks instead they got four years 44 million dollars out of this jordan hicks deal so now we don't know where blake snell will sign it seems the yankees and the giants are out uh toronto is now rumored to be the front runner in this situation i don't know what that means but we'll see and uh, I think, though, that his days are running out and his options just took a nosedive. Yeah. So a lot That's of people in I Seattle think. want him to go to the Mariners. But I'm also kind of like, like, I know you don't you don't turn down a reigning Cy Young winner, right? That's what the Mariners did when they got Robbie Ray. They got the reigning Cy Young winner. Yeah. But we also saw that he took a massive step back the next year. He did. Even in a pitcher's yeah. ballpark that favors lefties. Right, he took a step back, and so you got to think that Snell is going to take a step back this year from what he was this last year. Even though he led the league in walks, in some places you just cannot walk guys and get away with it, for sure. Right, and so I don't know. I I do think his suitors are limited. Um, I don't know that he's going to get nine nine years two seventy. Nope, I don't he's think have so to settle either. For something else. He'll go, it'll get be. I can see a seven year deal. Six year makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Okay. Jordan Montgomery also is still unsigned as of Sunday, the 14th of January. Uh, also a Scotty B client. Um, rumors are stating that he will re sign with Texas, though that is yet will. to be seen. The interesting thing, though, is that because he's a Scott Boris client, you have to be like, so can the Rangers afford him, though? Right. You <laughs> yeah. got to ask. Because who else do you have? Because the other guys you have in that starting rotation that you're paying, right. and you're also paying Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager as well, and you just paid Adolis Garcia like forty four. Yeah, I was gonna say, or uh, was it twenty two or something like that? Seventy five gazillion, just about. You paid Adolis yeah. Garcia in arbitration, and yeah. so it's almost like I'm surprised, honestly, that Scott Boris has not been like, you give it to us today, or we're just flat out gonna go somewhere else. I think he's uh, too smart for that. He doesn't want I to close doors, right. but maybe that, yeah. that's why I'm not an agent, Brady. 
here's your, here's your rundown of who are who the free agents are that are remaining sort of on the table. We've got in the pitchers, Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, Mike Clevenger, and Josh Hader remain unsigned. I think Josh Hader turned down an offer from the Dodgers just out of like I think he said out of really? principle. Out of yeah. principle. Yeah, I think is what it was. What somebody said, I, the the brief thing that I wrote said that you're you're going to turn down an opportunity to win just because you don't want to go to a team. Like it's weird. <laughs> Josh Hader's not a popular man. No, and he might have to take a backseat to some other guys, and that's not okay with him. Okay, weird. Right. Yeah. Now, position players available: Matt Chapman. That one boggles my mind. I know. Oh, I still do. I do not understand. It, it's got to be a representation thing. They got to be stringing us along to just squeeze the best deal out. But there's also not a ton of rumor flying around either. So I don't know what's going on with Matt Chapman. But well, I want him really bad in New real York quick because I want him in New York really bad. His agent, he's a Boris client. Okay, that's why. That's why. Okay, so Matt Chapman, Cody Bellinger, J.D. Martinez, Reese Hoskins, Jorge Soler, and Justin Turner are all unsigned. So I can see Justin Turner because he's going to be a guy a team brings in. I don't want to say as a last resort, but I yeah. could see him getting signed right before spring training, a team being like, we need a DH. Yeah, yeah, Let's bring yeah. Turner in, right? And he's a guy, a guy who guy. Can, he can platoon around uh, third if we need to, or first maybe, or – yeah, he he's a stick your finger in the damn guy. <laughs> yes, like a, he is. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it. Yep. Um, JD Martinez, I can kind of see too because he's an old guy as well. Yeah. Right. So still way super capable. Oh, though. he JD had a great Martinez. year last year. Yeah, year I wouldn't. I don't. I don't see him and Turner as in the same boat. Right. I think honestly, I'm shocked Reese Hoskins has not landed somewhere yet. Yeah. Uh, I would take him in Seattle yesterday for sure. That Same thing with Jorge. Ball. And okay, so I want Jorge Soler so bad in Seattle, like so, so, yeah. so bad. Uh, yeah. But I think honestly, the reason he has not signed is I think it's a money thing, not mm-hmm. so much a performance thing. The teams are like, okay, you are the when you're hot, you're the hottest player in baseball. There is no pitching to you when you're hot. But when you're cold, man, Miami can't heat you up. So. I- <laughs> i think that's what it is is teams are like what are we willing to pay for a guy who is that that polar right yeah Uh, i don't know i would love to have him in seattle though as a dh shoot sign him today yeah reese hoskins yesterday and jorge soler today (laughs) (laughs) all right baseball family we're going to take a quick break we come back we're going to jump into some other interesting things including a wander franco breakdown of events and the bankruptcy scandal going on with diamond sports network Welcome back, baseball family. As I said before the break, we got a couple of really interesting storylines to bring your way before the episode is over. I am now going to toss it to Brad because he's very excited to talk about Charlie Culberson. Ready? Of all people, of all people, (laughs) Charlie Culberson. (laughs) So one thing I love is when guys are willing to do anything to continue their career, whether it's like, dude, I will be your last guy out of the bullpen. I will be your low leverage pitcher. I just want to be a big leaguer. There was, when we were in college, Brig, there was a kid on the on our college basketball team. He mm-hmm. sat at the end of the bench all season, was the best towel waver you have ever seen. He got into like one game, and I think he shot two free throws. It was the only 
points he had all season long. I asked the SID about it. I said, what's this dude doing on the team? He said, he came to the coach at the beginning of the season and said, I just want to be on a Division One basketball team. That's all I've ever wanted in my entire life. I just want to be on a Division One basketball team. I don't want to go play D2. I don't want to go to community college. I want to be on a D1 team. He says, you're not going to be in the rotation. He's, I don't care. I just want to be on the D1 team. And he was one of my favorite guys on that team because he was, like I said, the best towel waver in the yeah. league and played his role to perfection. I got to watch him in practice. He hustled more than anybody I have ever seen, but he didn't have the, the skill to get into the rotation. So yeah. fast forward now to Charlie Culberson. I love Sweet. this. He's been a utility guy for 11 years on five teams in the bigs played in one game in July in 2023 yeah. with the Braves, but now he's coming back this year. He wants to be a reliever. Yeah. So sometimes you think like, like not just anybody can be a pitcher. Right. But I saw footage of Culberson as a position player pitching. Mm-hmm. Dude was bringing it low to yeah. mid nineties. Yeah. Without a full stride. Yeah. He was not fully striding and bringing mid nineties. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> work it out, right? <laughs> work out the mechanics, get yourself a legitimate stride here. Like he could be pumping high nineties with this, it's cool. right? Like, like because a lot of times the position players get out there, their role is just like just throw some strikes, just get us through, just this. lob it in there. We get yeah. Hurt. yeah, and he's in there pumping it, and when you when you see a pitcher with, and I told my cousin this, he was a pitcher in high school, and I was like. Dude, you're throwing all arm. You got to get your legs into it. You add four or five miles an hour to your fastball. Like, get a guy with a stride, throw more off his back leg. You could really pump it. Like, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Culberson pitching 97 out of the bullpen this year for the Braves. Jeez, dude. Keep an eye on it. I'm calling, the, I'm calling my dude, shot on this because if he big... gets his mechanics right, he could bump it up. I'm saying 90, I'm saying 97 miles an hour from Culberson out of the Braves bullpen this year. Book it. Dude, all right. Yeah. I'm fired up about this, Brig. That's super awesome. <laughs> I really hope that's the case. <laughs> anyway, all right. Awesome. You go tell us about Megan Jones now, Brig. Okay, Megan Jones made Cubs franchise history as she was promoted to the vice president of baseball strategy. She is the first woman in the Cubs organization to hold a vice president role of any kind. And this is monumental in the world of sports, in the franchise itself, in women in baseball, and we are here for it. It is fantastic. She was, this is the best part too, she was formerly the executive assistant to both Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer, and now she's moved up to the VP of Baseball Strategy. I think it's incredible. That and is such a move. That is a such huge a move, move up. You said executive assistant? Yeah. Isn't that the person who books appointments? I think so. That's, <laughs> that I didn't want to I don't want to be derogatory or any kind of diminish it at all. Well, I'm going strictly like, off the title. Going strictly off the title. It it you would think right off exactly. the title that she's in charge of his schedule and making sure that his day goes the way it's supposed to go and they're and buffering the people room, right? Like, yeah, and making sure that people don't get to him that aren't supposed to, and you know, freeing up his time and all that. Deb from Elf. But what? Deb from Elf. There you go. 
Exactly. Executive assistant. That's right. So, <laughs> so, so she went out and got her MBA in this okay. process and then came back in and has all this institutional knowledge and has all this baseball knowledge and all this passion for the game and everything. She comes in with her MBA and they're like, whoa. And lo and behold, they promote her. And this is great. That's cool. Good for her. Yeah, I'm just so Jed Hoyer's official title is president of baseball operations. So she's almost like direct, I don't say directly below, but like she's like the upper echelons of decision making in the Cubs organization. He might he might be her number two report, or I think would be her number two report, right? Like there's her direct supervisor would be like the president of baseball strategy, and then like him, right? Probably. Yeah. I don't know what the org chart looks like, but I don't know that I'm guessing it's it's uh, titles yeah the top of the mountain is close right very but very cool to be fair brig i will say this to be, to be fair. fair i oddly enough i'm like three removed from our ceo and i'm like mid to low level so uh, okay well you have a very flat organization it is but very flat we can yes. go ahead and say the cubs do not have a flat organization right yeah you're, yeah you're right you're right because yeah. uh the bat boy does not re- does not report to no. the president of baseball operation no. no to the clubbies okay this yeah. is like a whole thing <laughs> you're right. anyway congratulations to megan jones and to all of the women hoping to break in and break upward into baseball the time is now it's happening it's awesome okay yep there are some new rule changes coming in 2024. This is the subject of a tremendous amount of conversation, and it has been in my circles. Yeah, controversy. I'm just going to run down the ones. I'm just going to run down them, and we'll talk about them. There is now an 18-second clock with runners on. Okay, this went down from, thanks, it's went down from 20 seconds uh, from last season. So now with runners on, you only have 18 seconds. Now we are we are limited to four mound visits a game, down from five. Pretty soon they're just going to take those away. If a pitcher, <laughs> if yelling, a from the, yelling from the dugout, hey, <laughs> hey, throw a change up, do this. You have to have to. Have yeah. to. It's the have to. <laughs> Here's another one. If a pitcher starts warming up before an inning, he must face one batter. I love this rule. Sorry. Sorry. We'll get to him. Go ahead. The the last one is the runner's lane between home plate and first base has been widened and it is extended all the way to the infield grass. So this is that. Let's talk about that one. That one to me makes the most sense. Makes perfect sense. It's it's perfectly logical. It's a safety thing. It's a performance thing. It's going to affect everything in the right ways and not the wrong ways. Love it. Right. Well, and this is the thing, too, is as a baseball player, I always much prefer to run on the dirt than on the grass. Because granted, yes, high school fields are more prone to potholes and gopher holes than sure, big sure. league fields are, right? Because yeah. all that stuff is flattened out and really taken care of. But I'm sure that big leaguers feel like they run faster on the dirt than they do on the grass. Well, and grass is slippery and dirt is not. Generally speaking, yes. I mean, like if you're going to have a chance of slipping (laughs) and yeah, it's going to happen on the grass. Hauling gas. That's that's when you see that's when you see guys fall coming around third base. It's when they hit the grass. 
That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I think, I think it's is, great. I love great. it. I would like to see the same thing happen uh, on the third base side, but well, there's no yet. lane over there, though. But I mean, like, I would like to see the dirt extended beyond the line just a little further oh, for that very yeah. reason. I well, don't know if other, it'll happen, but so the other thing this does too, though, is it's a, it's a better, it's an easier visual that the runner can just go down and not have to worry about the chalk line, yep. especially if it gets mucked up. That yep. instead they just just stay in the dirt and you're good, right? Totally, just so, stay in I the like dirt. It. I like it a lot. The other thing people are asking me if they think uh, this is going to have anything to if oh man words. People are asking me if they if I think they're going to add the safety bag, the safety like bag, softball. Yeah, and I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we'll ever get there in Major League Baseball, but it is an interesting topic. It is an interesting topic. I don't. Uh, mm, it makes a whole lot of sense. It that's the problem the thing is it makes too much sense. <laughs> the thing that's hard with the safety bag is uh and, and this has always been my issue with the safety bag is a foul ball. If it hits the bag, it's fair. Right. right? If a ball yep. said it hits the hits the bag, it's a fair ball. But if a ball hits the safety bag, did it hit the safety bag? Did it hit the actual bag? Like I don't know. That's a little bit harder to judge. You can't just yeah. tell that right off the bat, right? No pun intended. There you but, go. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, think, I, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with the safety bag because it looks stupid and it's kind of ridiculous, but it, it makes does. a lot of sense on the from it a safety makes... aspect. Bro, I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> so um hold on. I so want to look we up talk about really quick. all right. I want to talk about this pitcher's warming up before an inning. Okay, please so, do. I hate the move where like first off, if a, if I was a pitcher, I would hate it. It if my manager were to be like, hey, get up and start warming up. Oh, situation changed. Uh, go sit down. We're going to have this guy go. Situation changed yep. again. Hey, we need you to go get warm warm again. Yeah. like That would drive me crazy as a pitcher. And it drives me crazy as a fan being like, golly, just like let the poor dude finish his warm up. <laughs> because yeah. one thing is I – I know like guys warm up before games and everything, but they don't go through their full routine. They don't get like hot, right? Especially pitchers like relievers. Yep. They don't get hot before the game starts, right? You got to get hot when you're getting ready to go into a game. That's what my, For that's sure. what my coach used to tell, tell our, yeah. tell us on our, on our team. I never with the pitchers. So he didn't tell me this, but he'd yell in the, in the dugout, like, Hey, go get hot. So we would sprint down to the bullpen, warm up and like, you good. Yeah, dude. He pitcher sweating. He's ready to go. Right, there's yeah, a difference between sure. warming up and getting hot, and a reliever has to get hot, and it cannot be good for your arm to go hot to nothing to hot again. Like you got to bring that dude in and get those bullets out of that gun. Totally, or he's got to have some other kind of cool down. He's gonna break down. Yeah, and that's that's why I like this. I think it's gonna be better to prevent injuries. Yeah, and also like help with the flow of the game as well. I agree. I think that the 20 seconds to 18 seconds with runners on is negligible. I think it's going to have a, an impact on pitchers and, and they're going to throw faster and that's going to lead right. to injury right. or, mm -hmm. or uh, uh, when they're going to miss the strike zone more that could hit more hits batsmen who knows? That kind of stuff is all over yeah. the map now. I don't like that. I don't like that one. I don't like seconds, that one either. And like, and like, I get this. This point too is that like, 
I had I had a friend who she's like, so does it take them longer to get set with a runner on base? Like, well, no, like gives you a chance to keep an eye on the runner, get the signs, and then mix up your cadence for the base runners. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't like it from the pitcher's aspect because that's that's really fast. Give those guys an extra two seconds. Two seconds over the course of right. Say you throw sixty pitches with guys on base if you're having a rough day. Right. It's a couple extra minutes. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. When I said it was negligible, I'm thinking in terms of pace of play. It's negligible. Yeah. Like why yeah, no, two seconds is not going to change. It's not going to change anything. It doesn't change anything for the batter. It other than what give it does change some opportunity. I think we'll see more stolen bases because as you get closer to the pitch clock expiring, guys are going to steal yes. more bases. That's that's right. the only thing that I think this is going to change. We're not going to notice well, it. The grand scheme of things with the pace of no. play. No. I think, but but if the pitcher cannot adjust their cadence, like you said, if there's not enough time to play with movement and throw off the batters a little bit, then this does become another small but but not insignificant lean toward favoring hitters, which is what is the trend right now. Now I know pitching is better than it's ever been, and right. that is something major. That's the thing, though. Worried so you, about that. That is one thing that I. Yes, baseball is worried about that because look at what other sports are doing. Defense is optional in the NBA right now. Straight totally. up. Has been for like years. if you don't play defense, like can you get buckets? Yeah, come on out. You can play with it. Yeah, that. right. Right. The NFL defenses had never been more harshly penalized than what they are right now. That's what I would yes. Right? Like you're that's not allowed to play defense in the in the right football right. Leagues. College and, and professional. ratings have never been higher, I don't think, for the NFL than they are right now. Yeah. Right? And because people love to see offense. Is there defense? Yes, because there are some times when the defense is just locked down really good because they figure it out. Yep. Baseball pitchers are going to have to figure it out how to get back on a level playing field yep. with this. And they will. They will. It might take they, a couple they years. Always so we might do. see a slight uptick in offense this year, but they're going to figure it out. And it's going to go right back to it. What are you going to do? Make it 15 seconds across the board? Listen, my problem is there's already a, a dwindling number of capable pitchers coming into baseball. There just is. It's just, it's, they're not producing them. I don't know what's going on with the farm systems or or the arms or the pitching youth is hard. Where it's hard and the standard get... this this is the thing the standard for pitchers is super duper high right now it is if you can't you throw a hundred you can't pitch right is and, the and way then you're they have they have no room for greg maddox anymore none it's like how how high how fast do you throw i throw a 92 mile an hour sinker oh don't know about that what's your spin rate i don't know but guys don't seem to make solid contact on it. Well, I don't know about that. We like strikeouts around here. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about Jamie Moyer recently. I've got a oh, man. Yeah. character and a story that's a lot like Jamie Moyer. And uh, there's no Jamie Moyer love. Right? Part of the like problem that with dude, that, though, part of the reason for that, Brig, though, is that hitters are better than they've ever been. That's 100% true. I totally you know, is that you, you can't throw junk anymore and get away with it. Right, like a ninety-two yeah. mile an hour splitter, like Greg Maddox says, might get cranked now. I don't know. I doubt it, but maybe. Look, we're talking about. Sorry, I say splitter, I don't know. Sticker, but anyway, Tony Gwynn 
was the most capable hitter we'll ever even hear about. I'm sure. Right. Like I, I would love, I would there. I don't think there's any amount of money that I would not pay to get Tony Gwynn's opinion on pitching today. I would right? love to see what Tony Gwynn thinks about pitching now and how he thinks he would do. If he would go yeah. up there and be like 100, who cares? You know, or if he's like, uh, that's really hard to hit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would okay. probably hit like 310. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he hit like, what did he hit? Like 400 against Maddox? Something like that. I just know that Maddox said he couldn't get him out. Yeah. He could. He just gets not <laughs> get everybody out except for, except for Tony Gwynn. Right. So when we're talking about Maddox, I automatically have to think about Gwynn. And when I think about Gwynn, I got to think about Maddox because it's, it's just like, yeah, they're like two polar. Yes. Two polar the antithesis of each other, right? Exactly. Is that what that exactly. Is? Yeah, that is that is the right word. Way to go. Anyway, okay, uh, let's move on. Okay. Someone like dig us out of this rabbit hole. Yeah. All right, Wander Franco. If you have been living under a rock and do not understand what the name Wander Franco means today, it's very different than what it meant this time last year. Okay. Yes. This time last year. Wander Franco was going to lead the Rays into the promised land. Now, Wander Franco, I don't want to say may I, I may never play Major League Baseball again. Right. I don't know, but it's looking at that's a possibility. Okay, here's a quick recap. We're just going to bring you up to speed. I feel like this is something we have to talk about. He's 22 years old. Okay, Wander Franco, 22 years old, was placed on administrative leave by Major League Baseball and the Tampa Bay Rays for an allegedly inappropriate relationship with a minor at the time, 14, 14 years, years old. old. Okay. Okay, it's disgusting. The Dominican Republic, the police, then went to see him for questioning, right? So he's not playing baseball. He's supposed to have gone home to the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic police can't find him. They conduct searches of his two homes in the Dominican. Still can't find him. They issued a summons. And he no-showed. That was at the end of December. A summons is like, get your butt to court. We're chatting. Okay? Not Didn't even show up. On January 1st, he then appeared for questioning with the police. It was a three-hour interview, and he was immediately arrested after that. Good. The reason he gave for his no-show after his summons was that he fired his legal team, and they couldn't find him, and he didn't want anything to do with them, so they weren't, they weren't chatting. And nobody knew about the new legal team he'd hired. Because <laughs> <laughs> he got new lawyers, okay? Because they so were probably like... Dude, you're in trouble, and he Dude, needed bro. somebody. He wanted somebody who's like, ah, you know, we can. I don't know. Yeah. I think we can work it out. He was looking yeah. for Saul Goodman, right? Yeah, he was. That's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> Call Bob Odenkirk. All right, so, so that January first, he has this big three-hour interview. He's immediately arrested after that. Okay, the victim, the 14-year-old girl, and her mother, then in the interim between then and now, have spoken out. And we have text messages that have been released showing some of the conversation between Wanda Franco and this 14-year-old girl and the mom. And so some of the things that we learned are that the allegations escalated, not just from misconduct, but, uh, but to 
but to sexual misconduct and exploitation of a minor. Okay. Allegations also assert that Wander Franco gave the girl's mom a car and somewhere between $1,500 and $1,700 a month USD for hush money, basically, to, to buy her consent to this relationship. So I, I these feel are the f- sitting here while you're talking about this. Break. I'm sorry. I do too. I don't want to, but this is, these are the facts. Okay. He was then accused formally of commercial because there's money. So now it's commercial sexual exploitation and money laundering. Now we think the money laundering maybe gets dropped. We don't know yet, but there's some squishy on that one, but the sexual exploitation is not. The judge then, just a few days ago, uh, orders a... So he's arrested. He's in jail. Then he was issued a conditional release by the judge pending the remainder of the investigation. They lowered his fine to (laughs) $34,000 for his release on bail equivalent. That's a lot of money in the DR, though. Let's be clear. (laughs) It is a ton. Yeah. Uh, so he paid his $34,000 fine, which is down from like 86 or something like that. And now he is required to appear in court on the 30th of every month or until the case is resolved and that mandate needs to change. The The crazy part about this story, crazy story, like the very cherry on top for me is that his wife picked him up from jail. Oof. <laughs> so real quick, Brig. Um, yeah. One Dominican peso is, or sorry, one dollar is fifty-eight Dominican pesos. Okay, there you go. Yeah, this was like he needed to pay like I don't know a million Dominican pesos or something. It was a lot. Yeah. Anyway, so there's there's the quick recap of the Wander Franco situation. I'm not saying. Oh, I did don't you know what I'm they, saying. They lowered, <laughs> they lessened the charges. So his initial charges came with like did. twenty, thirty, and six. I think it was like 10, 20, and 30 years in, in jail or in prison, yeah. respectively. Yeah. And then like what they lowered it to, the charges they lowered it to only come with like five years. Yeah, it I which like, I think is, it's hinky. Uh, but it also, I'm, I hoped, so I'm choosing to believe that it's because the investigation has narrowed to the point where they're pinpointing the truth and some of the other allegations they're finding maybe didn't extend into reasonable suspicion or the burden of proof isn't being fulfilled. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't. And I, and I don't have my Juris doctorate does not extend to that kind of (laughs) information. All I'm, this is, this is what I'm saying though. Major league baseball, because that's what we're talking about now. Major league baseball has remained mum. They're, they're, not doing anything because they are going to wait until the civil case is completely uh, taken care of before they will very likely issue any Here's sort thing, of Greg. statement. Here's the thing with all this is that if he spends one, if he is found guilty and spends one half of a second in jail because he's found guilty of this, yeah. he will never play major league baseball again. Nobody's going to want to touch him with a 99 and a half foot pole. Not that's even exactly. Like that's what this comes down to is that if it comes, if like he's already admitted to the relationship, like that part, I think honestly probably puts him in baseball jail for life that he's never playing baseball again. 
that I don't think if I don't think even if they're like, well, there's this uh, technicality and this blah, 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 right. And and he is somehow in some way because Saul Goodman does his thing. Right. Yeah. And we find out that he is found innocent in some way. I think he's admitted to enough that baseball is still like, no. Yeah. We don't want Trevor Bauer. We don't want you. Yeah. And and I think this the reason this is interesting is layered. The reasons are layered, but I think Trevor Bauer is part of the reason this is layered. Uh, and if they've if they've gone ahead and said no way, Trevor Bauer's never getting back in, then this dude never playing no baseball. Chance. Again. No, not chance. a chance, not a single chance. So for all of you who are wondering what happened to Wander Franco, there's the deal. All right, yep. let's get out of the icky and let's get yeah. into the interesting. Let's get into the fascinating. This is so, man, this is big, dude. Okay. This, this is so complicated. We're going to talk about Diamond Sports Broadcasting, which is Bally Sports' parent company. Bally Sports, for those of you that don't know, is a regional sports network organization. Their job is to broadcast sports games to local communities. Okay? Yes. They sports on TV. They also sports online. They show you the sports on the yes, on the they line. do. Yeah, you're right. They do. So because we live in the streaming world, we have multiple broadcast channels now. That's why we see Apple TV Plus getting involved. That's why Peacock has games now. That's why Amazon Prime is involved and shows games. And baseball's not the only one. The hockey's doing it. Football's doing it. Basketball's doing it. Everybody's in on this because not doing it enough. Though, I'll be honest with you. It's hard. Yeah. It's still hard to find a basketball game during the week, and it's really upsetting. But so that's upsetting. a whole other thing. Anyway, did you know that has something to do with this this conversation? It does, because yes. Diamond Sports Network represents about half of National Basketball Association mm-hmm. games and their broadcast yeah. rights. Yep, they used to represent the Suns, but no longer. Now the Suns owner has done this whole thing where you can download a free app and watch Suns games. Because he wants the masses really? to consume Suns games. When I found that out, I was like, the Blazers have nothing to cheer for. They're going to lose to the Thunder by 62 in January. And so yeah. I'm going to be cheering for the Suns this year because I'm local and watching games on their app for free. What a world, Brig. So here's the deal. Diamond. So Sinclair owns Diamond, owns Bally. Okay. Just keep that in mind. There's a bankruptcy hearing that was scheduled for Wednesday, January 10th. Okay, because Diamond, not Sinclair, but Diamond was declaring bankruptcy. Okay. Chapter, what is it? 11? I think it's well, chapter I think they're 11. chapter 11. Yeah. So they're filing for chapter 11 bankruptcy. The, the court hearing to see it all, January 10th, gets pushed back on a request for a delay. The day before the judge grants it, the judge grants the delay and pushes it back to the 19th unless a deal is reached. Okay. This means that a deal must take place between major league baseball and diamond sports broadcasting. That is the, those are the two parties involved at the, at the court, the legal level. Okay. Now, Background, Diamond broadcasts for 11 teams, Major League Baseball teams, the Angels, the Brewers, the Braves, Cardinals, 
Marlins, Rays, Reds, Royals, Rangers, Tigers, and Cleveland's baseball team. That number is down, by the way, because they used to do the Padres, and they did the Diamondbacks. And the Twins. And the Twins. But now those teams do their, oh, you've got it there. I'm getting ahead of myself. I apologize. Okay, you got it. You got it. You're You're on the thing. Now, Minnesota Twins were broadcasted by Bally, you know, owned by Diamond previously, and they're trying to get the rights to broadcast Twins games again. Okay, that's part that's part of what's going on is they want the rights to Twins games, especially after the Twins did such a great job this last season, right? They the Padres and the D-backs, as Brad said, they were under contract with Bally uh in 2023, but they were dropped midway through the season. We kind of covered some of that last season and it was mm-hmm. it was a whole thing okay this is part of why the friars were in such a freaking pinch when it came to paying their people because mm-hmm. they didn't have any broadcast money anymore yep uh mlb their whole goal is to avoid that very situation they don't want bally folding because if diamond and bally fold then the teams don't get the money that they're being paid to allow diamond and bally to well, and, and it's bigger than it used to be too like used to it was um those broadcasters the rsns the regional, regional sports networks were paying just for tv rights just for the live rights on tv exactly. but now with the streaming era there's more money involved there's a lot more money involved because streaming has got to be so big yep. that major league baseball is like now hold on like there's a bigger right. opportunity here for us to sell, for us to sell the streaming rights to you. That's Separately. key. What we're going to get into here in just a minute. Thank you, Brad, because that is a huge deal, which is why now the negotiations, not the legal considerations, but the negotiations have a third party. Now it's Major League Baseball, Diamond Sports Network, and Amazon. <laughs> Amazon is now involved. And they have come in and offered to basically help bail out Diamond. They want to assume the rights to broadcast all of the Major League Baseball games represented by Bally and Diamond. And they'll do it for $150 million. But Major League Baseball said, no, thank you. That We are not going to let that happen. So now Bally and Diamond, which is the same company, okay? And just Bally is what you see on your television screen. Okay, but the Diamond is the company that owns right, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diamond also owns the broadcast rights to, to half of the NBA and a third of the National Hockey League. And so right now it all comes down to the streaming rights. Amazon is now in talks to buy streaming rights, and Major League Baseball is willing to buy out the streaming rights to a certain Major League Baseball teams' games. So now we're into this three-way negotiation. Diamond could dig themselves out of this hole if they sell a certain amount of the rights either back to Major League Baseball or to Amazon. So this is so this is the problem that's going on right now. Is the, yeah. it's it's all about the streaming rights right now. Is that Major League yeah. Baseball wants everything in their pot and they For want sure. to be able to sell off individually two different companies they like amazon wants to own the streaming rights and major league baseball is like well no no no, we want it so we can sell it to you yeah like that's that's the issue that's the big hang-up on this thing is that amazon's like well we want the rights we're gonna buy it from valley major league baseball's like no 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 we own the product we're gonna sell it to you but it's like a whole big thing with amazon yeah so yeah that's amazing now so that's all big hairy 
stuff. But the the real question is, what does that mean for us down on the ground level as the fans, right? What this this is gonna the hits the pavement with Texas, Cleveland, and Minnesota specifically at this moment. Those teams are all kind of caught in the crossfire because their broadcast money is uncertain. And because their broadcast money is uncertain, their payroll capabilities are uncertain. Everything about revenue, everything, the majority of revenue comes down to broadcast rights. It just does. So it's funny because broadcast rights are what makes contracts the size that they are. Yeah. Like NBA, like I, I read the book of basketball by Bill Simmons and he talks yeah. about how basketball players had to have two jobs. They had to work in the off season. Like Larry Bird used to work at like a shipping dock or something like that. You know, like they had to have these second jobs until the NBA sold live rights. Once that happened, boom, it was so much money that these guys basketball became their full-time job. It is the same thing with baseball. The reason Shohei Otani, like we talked about ticket sales and everything, right? But the reason a Dodger ticket is not so much more is because of selling live TV rights, streaming rights. All of that has so much to do with it. The Mariners are in a mess of a situation right now because Root Sports, part of and this, it's crazy that something like this had such a massive effect on this. Uh, Xfinity, yeah, Xfinity bumped Root Sports off of their basic cable package and put it up to the next level which is like an extra 15 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, I can't pay an extra. I can't slash. I'm not going to pay an extra 15 bucks a month just to get the Mariners. Now, if I was to buy a streaming package, that was just the Mariners. That's the only reason I have cable. I'd pay 15 exactly. bucks a month for that. Right? Like yes. there are a lot of people that because they have that basic cable package, got the marriage they're not going to get it anymore and so people are canceling xfinity and going elsewhere you can get i think it's um gosh it's not it's not um like i want to say fubo something like that fubu Fubu. it's not fubu i know that but it's 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 another one of those streaming platforms it's kind of like sling you can basically get all the cart channels and you can watch root sports on that and so a lot of people i know are going there instead of root or direct tv because you can't get it with direct tv in the northwest no i've dumped direct tv for the same reasons i was like dude right? i'm watching five things all year it's, long brig the reason the cable the cable companies and newspapers are still in business is because of the sports that's it like I know for a fact. Well, like we're in school. I remember we. I heard a lot of journalists be like, "Dude, you will be keeping the newspaper afloat with the sports yep. section because there That's are right. people who are aged forty to ninety that the only reason they get the the newspaper still the physical newspaper or pay the through the paywall is to get to the sports stuff." Yep, like that is a fact. Listen, it goes all the way down to collegiate funding, right? Yes. The reason. The, the reason your school doesn't have a swim team is because they don't have a football team. <laughs> like, yeah. That's For why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy. So the Mariners have had a lot of question marks this year because they're like, we don't know exactly what kind of money we're going to get from Xfinity because we don't know what the numbers are going to look like for subscribers as far as who's bumping up, who's canceling. So that's in flux. So the Mariners, like, there was a lot of talk when this first came out. It's like, well, are the Mariners broke? It's like, well, no, they're not broke. You know, like, granted, John Stanton is, like, 
as far as net worth. I think the poorest quote unquote major right. league owner because it's all yeah. relative, right? Yeah, right, right. But yeah, it's like it's crazy that that's part of the reason the Mariners have had gone the route that they have this offseason because there was a lot more talk about like we're going to look at free agents we're going to spend the money blah blah blah, all this stuff like even the players at the end of the season like gotta spend the money we got to spend money and now the mariners are like root doesn't have the money and guess what spoilers we own almost all of root now and so (laughs) yep yeah it's it's insane it's going to have a massive impact across the league and i think brig I think not just in Seattle, but across the league, I think that the Major League Baseball player salary bubble is about to burst. I do too. We're in the last couple years of the we outrageous are. contract. That I think the next CBA owners are going to push for a maximum contract, yep. a salary cap, which will come with a salary floor. Yeah, it will. Right? That these are going to be some things that legitimately happen in this next CBA. And it's going to be because it has to happen. It has to. Yeah. Because there's a finite, uh, there's going to be a finite amount of money in baseball. And teams that have been able to spend but cannot spend because of their RSNs are going to be like, look, the Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, uh, the Mets, and what I think the Red Sox too. Braves, probably Red Sox and Braves. Yeah. Yeah. Like those five or six teams, like they can't just run the league. It's not, yeah. it wouldn't make for a good league. Teams will fold and it will yeah. be ugly. It will be so bad for the league. We'll be the NHL. Yep. <laughs> and as soon as somebody's like, oh no, oh, not the NHL, then they'll be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That'll force them into relegation. And we all need that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, baseball family, tell us what you think. Was this too much information? Were you just not interested in all of this deep dive stuff? Because if that's the case, <laughs> we need to know just as much as we want to know how excited you are. Is your regional sports network broadcasting you the games you want, or are you stuck with blackout restrictions, hoping that your VPN will confuse MLB TV <laughs> as to exactly where you might be? Because we're all there too. All right, baseball family, <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show, and uh, jump on the YouTube. Seriously, follow us on uh, the socials. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Sometimes we're on X or Twitter, whatever you call it. And uh, I'm more likely to like your post than to share one. Let's put that with X. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, follow us on the socials, uh, especially on the YouTubes. Uh, Subscribe because that helps us more than what you know. Uh, But baseball family, thank you so much for coming back with us and joining us. We're excited for another year of the show, another year of baseball coming up before we know it. In the meantime, we'll catch you next week.